We've seen you in maybe in the trailer for a certain Star Wars thing. Uh, you can't tell us anything, I know, but how excited should fans be for, for this? Because it went a long time to see you and, and Hayden back in these roles and back on back on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's possible to be any more excited than folks already are, I, I would be. I, I think it's one of the most uh, thrilling additions to the Star Wars canon. I think you it's and like an it's doing things with yes. that. Role I cannot that tell bit. <laughs> I love how polite he is and what a murderer he played on uh, Homeland. Wonderful cameos. <laughs> what an actor. I hear cameos. Cameos. Does Rupert plural. Friend know some cameos that we don't know about? Somebody say word Rupert. up. Rupert. <laughs> Tell me what's the word cameos. Mace Windu. Are you on the show? <laughs> hey, Mace Window, all across the world. You got one arm left. Up, do you know how to use <laughs> my, it? My, my cameo is just uh, voice is just Fred Schneider improv. Yeah. Games. <laughs> hey, Mace Window, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Saving Grogu, cause no one else will. <laughs> That's that's gonna be a new improv warm up we start yes. using. I'm I'm switching it over to Mace Windu for sure. Everyone who tunes into these shows waiting for like Star Wars uh, information, they're gonna be like, why do Tommy and Eric keep forcing in their culty improv background into every one of these episodes? We'll never we can't stop. Help it. It's an itch. It's an itch. It's an itch. We cannot help it. <laughs> 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 I want to thank, um, hey, you guys, for that Rupert Friend interview clip. Hey, you guys mm -hmm. are Rupert friends to us all. Yes. We appreciate you asking the right questions. Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Grand Inquisitor will be the most immediate threat to Obi-Wan Kenobi until he meets Darth Vader. But actor Rupert Friend is now promising cameos from people I obviously can't tell you. So what other Star Wars cameos will this character share the screen with? Because that limits our options there, doesn't it? And what will they look like on Kenobi? I decided to mix it up this week. I made a choice. It was a cute Kenobi. Kenobi! I'm still on the fence about it. It was a nice Easter, sweet Easter bunny choice. It was, yeah, Easter, Easter eggs galore here Monday morning after. The, the hard-boiled eggs are unfound and rotting around uh, uh, Casa de Vasa. Yeah. And they will, this is just the home smell now. When you walk in, it's uh, it's like the dad saying, I can see a couple Easter eggs from where I stand and you haven't found yet. But it's two weeks later. <laughs> it's two weeks later, and that, and then you grow up and you become a person who finds Easter eggs yes, for a living. Yes. That's my curse, but oh, also no. my gift. Oh no, we just got an origin story. I may have to do a breakdown <laughs> on Eric Voss's origin. Eric Voss just admitted on an episode of WikiLeaks that as a child he couldn't find all his Easter eggs, leading to an obsession as an adult. I think I need to be like uh, the Joker, and I have alternate uh, stories for how I got it. And you, you did make up your mind. You want to know why I find these eggs? <laughs> My father was a hider, and every year he'd get real drunk and hide Easter eggs all over the lawn. <laughs> and at some point I'm going to say this story to somebody, and I'm like, you want to know why I find these eggs? And they say, no, but I know how you found these, and just throw eggs at me as I'm walking down Divisadero. That'll be me. At that point I'll be a, a, a hobo street performer that just juggles rotten eggs. They call me Rotten Tommy. And you'll be like, that'll be my origin <laughs> story. They already do call me Rotten Tommy. 
in they some do. circles. That's your, that's your amateur wrestling ring name, like Rotten Tommy. You eat rotten food. There comes Rotten Tommy. My God, that's Rotten Tommy smell. From the top rope, it's Rotten Tommy. <laughs> Eggs everywhere. Eggs everywhere. <laughs> Already off the rails, it, but this is how I prefer to be off the rails. The rails do not exist when I'm talking with Tommy. Screw the rails. Well, by the way, this is WikiLeaks. It's our Star Wars show. Yeah. We're goofing around because you know there's we're in the the fun period of Star yeah. Wars speculation. We yeah. don't have new immediate footage to break down, but we're here yeah. with you every week because we know you Star Wars junkies need a bit of Tom and Eric mm. to get you through your Mondays. That's right. So here's here's what we're doing. This episode, Tommy and I are going to run down the list of every possible juicy cameo that might appear in this Obi Wan Kenobi series based on Rupert Friend, Grand Inquisitor, saying that he knows of some cameos yeah. because. I think it's interesting that he says this because you gotta imagine when we're speculating on cameos for this show, if it's just like a forced ghost on Tatooine, Rupert Friend wouldn't know about that. No, you know, he not. only knows the people who he had scenes with. He doesn't know what the big picture is gonna be. So we're talking cameos that would be in the scene with the Grand Inquisitor, Whoa. which gives us some interesting uh, options that I don't think we've really discussed yet. So we're gonna talk about them in this episode. But before we get into that, time is running out to grab yourself the Moon Knight latest obsession shirt from New Rockstars merch. It's called Tomb of the Moon God. I'm wearing it right now. Buying it not only directly supports us here at New Rockstars, but it also unlocks the ability to get a shout out in our weekly Inside Marvel show. So get this before it sells out over at NewRockstarsMerch.com. It's a great shirt. It's got secrets in it. It's got secrets that, you know, you gotta, you gotta see if you can decode. It's all down there too. See that? See that? Am I showing a bit of midriff here? Uh oh. Oops. Uh, Ooh, a little flirty Monday. <laughs> did it again. <laughs> to your heart. A moist Monday over here at uh, WookieLeaks. Uh, but Tommy, what's our first question? Oh, man. What surprise cameos will appear in Kenobi with the Grand Inquisitor? With the Grand Inquisitor. So imagine. So Obi Wan Kenobi, let's say it's episode four, episode five. We've already seen our Darth Vader. We've already gotten some other teases to, to the Filoni verse. But now we uh, we're in a scene with the Grand Inquisitor on the Fortress Inquisitorius, uh, maybe the Death Star. Uh, who would appear in this uh, in this Imperial turf with this guy, or who or who might this guy be hunting down? Who might be interesting? Uh, so let's go through the options of who we know is already in the show. So obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, Owen Lars, Beru Lars, Grand Inquisitor's in the show. And then we're going to meet the third sister, Moses Ingram's character, mm. uh, Sun Kang, uh, 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 Justice for Han. He's playing the fifth brother. He's mm -hmm. going to be in the show. Uh, Indira Varma playing some Imperial officer. Uh, we also know for sure that Luke Skywalker, age 10, can be played by Grant Feely. And then, uh, and then the rest of the cast, we got Camille Nanjiani, O'Shea Jackson Jr., mm -hmm. Simone Kessel, Benny Safdie. Maya Erskine from Pin 15, and then Rory Ross. We don't know what roles they're playing. I imagine they're going to be something like a, you know, like Bill Burr's character in The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Someone who just start, starts off as a one-off one, one -off yeah. character, but then might come back in some other mm -hmm. fun ways. Yeah. So let's run through the speculated options. Uh, one of the biggest cameos people want to see in the show is Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu. Um, we just want some acknowledgement that he actually did survive his fall from the Chancellor's quarters. Um, if Mace Windu shows up at the show, I think very likely. I just don't know if uh, if Rupert Friend would know about that. Right. Um, because unless he was the one who eventually tracked down yeah. and killed Mace Windu. Um, because Mace Windu, as far as we know, I don't think he would have lived through the uh, lived through the Galactic Civil Wars and the events of the original trilogy. I feel like if Mace Windu was alive for that, he would have shown up somewhere. Mm, yeah. You know, unless yep. he was completely in exile. I just think if Mace Windu ever shows up, it's just going to be some acknowledgement that he survived that night. And then had some other adventure, maybe being the 
the person who got Grogu to safety or helping out in some other way. But I think he, I feel like he would have met his end uh, at some point in the past. I just don't know if we're going to see the the Mandalorian era of uh, of Star Wars with Mace, old man Mace Windu running around. I would love to see that. I just don't know. The only scenario with Mace that I could see that would satisfy him still being alive is if that kind of attack by Anakin or the newly minted Darth Vader just broke him psychologically. And he was just like a crazy, like the way that Luke thought Yoda was crazy. <laughs> like if, if Mace Windu actually was that crazy and was exiled and maybe being protected by other Jedis, but essentially like maybe kind of almost like the Mr. Glass character in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, <laughs> you know, in those trilogies where he like makes a lot of sense up to like 30 or 40 or 50% of what he's saying. And then the last 50 is just batshit insane. So I would, I would not prefer that. I want my Mace Windu to be heroic, but the only way I could see them keeping that character alive, as you said, without having him, you know, have, have participated is if he's just so psychologically damaged from the, insane betrayal that occurred right in front of him and to him yeah i'm just thinking like if uh if mace windu was alive during the uh, during the original trilogy of events of a new hope empire and then jedi like we things would not have been so bleak for the jedi at that point if if he survived that i think yoda would know i think obi-wan probably would have been able to figure it out that his old you know friend on the jedi council is still alive somewhere so i just think like he i think he did survive that night i think it'd be great for lucasfilm to just say that mace windu was able to use his one good hand to grab one of those coruscant cars and then and then get to the jedi temple and help out somebody or, or do something um, and now that would just require a lot of de-aging tech on, on Samuel L. Jackson, but they've done it before. Disney has the technology. They can do it again. They got the templates. Just slap those templates down. Yeah. Come on. Just drag and drop the, the Cap Captain Marvel stuff right on him. Yeah, you'll be good to Cue go. Cue all the effects people being like, that's not how easy it is. And I, I, no, it's I, not that easy. I know that. I'm just being a jerk. That's what I do. We're just being jerks. Okay, let's talk about the Organa family. So Jimmy Smits, we think, is going to show up in Cassian Andor. It makes a lot of sense. Probably the Genevieve O'Reilly is Mon Mothma. I just remember that one scene from Rogue One. I want to see those two, you know, play both sides, the political and the rebel spies. Um, but there's a lot of speculation that since we're getting 10-year-old Luke, we could see 10-year-old Leia. There's some speculation that Vivian Lyra Blair might be playing Leia Organa. I think she might show up in Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm just thinking, would the Grand Inquisitor have shared a scene with her? Because if you're the Grand Inquisitor and if you're talking to 10-year-old Leia Organa, that would mean like you suspect her for having yeah. force sensitivity. That you Ooh. saw some Jedi or some holocron and oh, then you're going to kill her. The terrifying. fact that Leia survived that yeah. would make me think that yeah. uh, the Grand Inquisitor never met her, no. never suspected her. I don't think so. So um, while she might show up in the show, I don't think that's one of the cameos. Or maybe he's read all the scripts and he's like, yeah, Leia's going to be in this. I, I don't know. I just think they're a likely option. Yeah, for some reason they gave, they gave him every single top secret script. They're like, we just want some notes. Just give us any feedback you have. Hit us up on the Slack. I mean, there could be a scene where he like, he... Uh, you know, he's not allowed to move yet on just force sensitivity. Uh, so, like, he has some way of scanning kids. Or maybe Leia's name shows up in Holocron. And then, like, Bail Organa is like, look, you have made a mistake. I'm a, a powerful political figure. And then maybe uh, Grand Inquisitor's like, well, your days are numbered, Senator. Mm -hmm. One of these mm -hmm. days, things are going to shift. So, mm -hmm. look after this one. Make sure no Jedi ever talks to her. That'd be a pretty freaking cool scene on Alderaan. And then maybe he looks around and he starts like running his finger along the walls. He's like, 
Hmm. Enjoy this place while it lasts. Something doesn't sit right here. Hmm. Well, anyway, no, no, no need to leave. No need to leave. Just camp out right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't be back. Maybe I will be back. <laughs> he just takes his lightsaber and twirls away, and they're like, oh. like Mary Poppins. <laughs> wow, that guy was cool, right? Let's talk about uh, Grogu. Yes. Are we gonna revisit? Look, because here's the deal. Here's the. Deal. I know this is an Obi Wan Kenobi show. I know it's about a certain story about a certain character. But look, we had we all we also had a show called The Book of Boba Fett. And for whatever reason, we had a whole episode without him in it, and we flash back to the night of Order 66. It seems like every Star Wars series is at some point just going to readdress Order 66. Could this be the show that tells us how Grogu got out of the temple? Uh, it could. I don't think it needs to be. I think this show, I think this show should, I love Grogu. You've all seen my home. There's little Grogu's everywhere. I uh, I wish I could have a real Grogu and raise him as my foundling. But I think that this show will be able to stand on its own without any direct Mandalorian uh, crossover. You know, I think there are characters that have appeared on The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Fett that could appear on this show, but not Grogu. You know, I don't think it needs to be Grogu. I just, it's Kenobi. This show could be all about Kenobi. It's it should be all about Kenobi. That's what I agreed. Want. Agreed. I mean, they could establish that Kenobi was the one who snuck uh, Grogu out of that temple. Like, uh, he, but he didn't get there till the next day. It would have to like it would have to mean that that night Grogu was tucked away somewhere in like a cabinet or a lazy Susan, and then uh, <laughs> and then Kenobi got there the next day after he talked to. After he talked to Yoda, watched the security mm-hmm. footage of Sindralig and the other kids being yeah. killed, and then Obi-Wan's like, even the younglings. Yeah. And then, you know, Yoda pieces out, and then uh, Obi-Wan turns his head like, what's that little cooing sound behind that chair? And then he finds the, the little egg thing. Oh, uh, yeah. But that, I don't know if that's the most dramatic way to reveal Grogu's survival. Yeah. I think it should just be Mace clutching him like a football, uh, using his good hand yes. to kill as many people as he can. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. That's what right? I would like, yeah. That's what it should be. I agree. Whether in this show or some future show, maybe if you do a, a Mace Windu series, a Mace Windu miniseries, that could be how it starts. Yeah. I'd and then like we say that. goodbye to Grogu as he pushes him down a river. Mm-hmm. And then... A little, uh, like, a, like in the reefs. River, oh, river, <laughs> flow gently for me. I tried so hard to watch uh, Prince of Egypt uh, this, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should be my Easter slash Passover watching yeah. thing. We watch Elf during Christmas time. We should watch Prince of Egypt. Absolutely. Underrated movie. Under, like, yeah, that right, movie right. defined my childhood. I got that soundtrack. I would just like sit at home on Friday nights and just blare Steven Schwartz's music as Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston <laughs> sang their fucking hearts out Bangers. at each other. Oh, yeah. Bangers. And I would just scream it in my living room when I was 11 years old. I loved that movie yes. so much. Brenda Chapman. Brenda Chapman was a uh, animation director. Yeah. Worked on The Lion King. Good work, Brenda. Worked on Pixar's Brave. Oh. Boys Club at Pixar. Just kicked her right, 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 right off of yeah. that movie. <laughs> they get the hell out. Super talented, super talented anime. Mm. Thank you for making Prince of Egypt. Thank you, Brenda. Um, anyway, let's talk about some other Jedi who might show up on the show. Now, I think the theme of the show is that like the Jedi are scattered. They are at their weakest state in all of history. Um, but there are some rumors that we might see Qui-Gon Jinn's Force Ghost. Maybe Yoda could show up as like a Force projection Force Ghost at some point. Uh, Liam Neeson, Frank Oz, still out there. Still could show up on the show. I just don't think uh, that the Grand Inquisitor 
actor would know about those no, scenes. No, that was I think if seemed, it was that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he would see the Force Ghost. I don't think he would. Yeah, we, we really uh, don't have a lot of uh, information on Yoda uh, post uh, Order 66, right? We don't really know a ton. He went to. We know, we know some. We know uh, his arrival from Dagobah, from some of the other uh, associated material. Um, yeah, he was, uh, and he was involved in Rebels. He was, uh, we saw him during the Rebels timeline, but this would be, Rebels would be after this. So yeah, we don't know exactly where, this is why I love that they picked this year. Because it's just right in the middle of this kind of, uh, this dark period where we know some stuff from like associated material, but like none of the series have really just like focused on these years in particular. Okay, uh, a couple other runaway Jedi out there who we have speculated here. Ahsoka Tano, Cal Kestis. Yes, give me Cal Kestis, baby. Cal Kestis is my number one. He's my number one draft pick for this. This He's my number one. This is who I want. This is who I believe will show up in a scene with the Grand Inquisitor. This is this is who I got. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, seeing him in Jedi Fallen Order, there's going to be a, a Fallen Order follow-up, you know, so... Depending on when that follow-up happens, uh, it, it kind of determines whether or not we'd see Cal Kestis on this show. But I think of all the Star Wars announced titles, this is a perfect one. And I think this is an example of we could see, you know, the Grand Inquisitor hunting down Cal Kestis. Yes. Because the Inquisitors are aware of Cal Kestis. Mm -hmm. So he could be a target of theirs. Uh, and that could be something that Rupert Friend was referring to. Like maybe he shared a scene or saw like Cameron Monaghan's face on a screen or it was like scripted out to be a certain way. And he had to say like, Cal Kestis uh, escaped, uh, you know, like, and he has, you can kind of talk about like the past of the Fortress Inquisitorius and when he was there in the past. Like, I think to me, that seems super likely. That's, that's in my uh, most likely of the list we're going through today, I would think. Um, now, a couple other people that I think could be interesting to think about. Um, uh, if you think about the Grand Inquisitor's origin, right? It was revealed that he was a temple guard um, in the trial of Ahsoka Tano and Barriss Afi in that season five Clone Wars arc, that one of those temple guards was uh, went on to be the Grand Inquisitor. Um, so this sets up a couple interesting options. Barriss Afi, we don't know where she was during the night of Order sixty six. She was just kind of like in in containment. She was uh, being she's in a prison somewhere in the Jedi Temple. Um, and then, uh, but there's other characters like the Imperial ranking Grand Moff Tarkin. Could make an appearance. Steven Stanton's been doing some great voice work as Tarkin in Bad Batch and Clone Wars. Guy Henry in Rogue One did the initial stand-in before they did the, the animated face, yeah. uh, recreating Peter Cushing. Right. Guy Henry does a pretty good Tarkin impression mm -hmm. um, that I think he could do an interesting stand-in thing. Steven Stanton looks the part, too. I wouldn't mind if he did it. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see a live-action younger Tarkin. Yeah. You, we don't need to do the... No. The no animation need. on the face again. No need to reanimate him. No just no have need. an actor play them. Yeah, just, just have an actor do it. I'll leave you on this. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see Maul on this show, right? That's mm -hmm. so much has been said. Um, right. Oh, another Jedi I forgot to mention. Luminara Unduli is someone who uh, survived Kashyyyk during Order 66. Uh, yes. And then she died. The Grand Inquisitor captured her. Uh, so in Rebel Season 1, was it Season 1? Yeah. You find out that like he used her corpse to lure in Kanan and Ezra. So like we could see her capture by the Grand Inquisitor and in her uh, interrogation. So I think Luminar and Dooley, along with Cal Kestis, are two most likely other Jedi, uh, Jedi runaways that uh, the Grand Inquisitor could cross paths with. Um, but I think ultimately, I would love to see, and I know there's some mixed feelings about Emperor Palpatine Yay! after uh, Sidious's mysterious return somehow hey, in the Rise of Skywalker. Somehow. But Ian McDiarmid, <laughs> 
Ian McDiarmid is a, is awesome. Yes. I, I think this would be a perfect opportunity. I imagine like the Grand Inquisitor, the boss's boss uh, to the Grand Inquisitor, like him showing up, dropping the hammer. Uh, like, I think that would be a very, very exciting cameo that could totally work on this show. So of this list, I want us to rank like what we think are top three likeliest cameos that uh sure. Rupert Friend was talking about. Sure. Uh Tommy, what are your top three? I told you my number one pick is Cal Kestis. I think he just makes a lot of sense to be in the show. I think that like his involvement being hunted down by by a Grand Inquisitor makes makes a ton of sense. I also think I like you you kind of won me over on the opening uh, on our our discussion. I like a Bell Organa cameo with the Grand Inquisitor, where like maybe it's a video conference thing, but it's kind of like maybe it's a maybe it's a the maybe that's the reference to Leia we get on the show is Bell Organa kind of running interference and being like, "This we have it all taken care of here. You have no like you have no right to come down here. Go away." And then Grand Inquisitor being like, "I have my eye on you," or whatever you know, like that type. Exactly how you laid it out. That just seems like a lot of fun. And then I don't know. I know we just. I know it seems like this would just be annoying to people or, or 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 people would be like, we don't need more of this. But I do think it makes sense that Palpatine eventually shows up again, maybe possibly as a projection or a video uh-huh. or, like, you know what I mean, a, you know, a, 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 like a, on a remote. I think it makes sense to have the boss's boss weigh in. Right. Like this is like we're the, the, part of this show, a subplot of. Kenobi is kind of introducing where the Empire is at at this point, right? Like, that's got to be. Like, that's a whole, that's clearly what we're getting. So, we would need to know what the Emperor is up to. And Ian McDermott is awesome. And with the heavy, it doesn't matter, the Palpatine appearance, he could be, he could literally do this till he's 105. You know, it's like. He could just do a voice. He could do a holocron uh, voice call. Exactly. So, uh, those are my three. How about you, Eric? Um, I, I kind of arrange them into groups, like uh, types of cameos. Uh, yes. So I at the bottom of my list, I'm going to go with a wild card. Uh, I didn't mention him in my list here, but um, I think we're going to see a clone trooper played by Tamora Morrison. Oh, nice. Yeah. I Love think it. that's just a fun opportunity. And at this point, as we know from Bad Batch, the clone troopers are being eradicated. Tarkin's like, we don't need them anymore. We don't trust using clone troopers. They're compromisable. So I think uh, it'd be really fun to see Rex. Now, uh, an Inquisitor scene with Rex might be um, uh, bad news for Rex. And we know Rex survives this because he shows up in Rebels. Um, but I think uh, there is a scene in the trailer where it looks like he's closing in on a bald person that just looks like the back of Tamara Morrison's head. So it's a wild card. I'll acknowledge that. But he would be my number three pick. My number two pick is going to be um, some uh, authority figure. So either, either Palpatine or Tarkin. And it might just be the voice of them or something like that. Someone who, like, someone... The fact that we see Indira Varma playing an Imperial officer, I think someone who she has to report to, she's kind of a rival, maybe, to Rupert Friend's character, that you have, like, the Inquisitors, who are these former Jedi who have been corrupted to hunt down other Jedis, who to who represent this kind of mystical side project of Darth Vader to an otherwise very strict uh, military branch uh, of the empire. So I think, uh, I think someone she reports to, um, that being Tarkin or, or maybe Palpatine. So, uh, of those two, I think Palpatine's my more preferred option, uh, just because Ian McDiarmid's great. I love to see him in anything. Uh, so my number one pick is going to be some runaway Jedi. So of that group, uh, you know, Mace Windu, Cal Kestis, or Luminar Unduli, um, I think 
of those three in this show, Cal Kestis would be the most fun, but I think most likely is going to be Luminara Unduli, just because we know from Rebels that he, er, that Grand Inquisitor and Luminara have that backstory there. So I think uh, for, if you imagine like a flashback with him where he's like capturing her, that's something that Rupert Friend might have at the top of his head. He's like, I know this is an, a very important Jedi to Star Wars fans. Um, they're going to go ape shit when they see this. Yeah. Uh, good, so I'm going to go with Luminara. I'm going to go with Luminara. All right, Tommy and I have some uh, more thoughts that we want to share and discuss about uh, how exactly the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to tie into lines from A New Hope, uh, a specific line from Darth Vader that now will have a completely different meaning as a result of the Obi-Wan show. Uh, before we get to that, we want to thank Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode. With big wireless providers, there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch here? But there isn't one. That's the catch. No catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they are the first company to sell wireless service online only. So they cut out the cost of retail stores and they pass on those sweet savings directly to you. New Rockstar's head of post-production, Riley, loves his Mint Mobile plan. He switched over even before they started sponsoring the show. So he's a true believer. He loves that he got to keep his phone and his number, but just saves so much money every month. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or for a family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. So all plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash Wookie. That's mintmobile.com slash Wookie. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Wookie. We also want to thank StoryWorth for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever flipped through your mom's high school yearbook or your grandma's old photo album and realized there are just huge portions of their life you didn't know anything about? That happened to our researcher Anna recently, and that's why she got her mom StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom or whoever you get this for, a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options, each unique prompt to ask questions you've never thought of, like, what's some of the best advice your mother gave you? Or if you were to do it all over, what would you do differently? It's just a really cool process for your mom or your grandmother to reflect back on their life and share their stories, and it's just really cool for you and your family to learn more about them that way. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all these questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book for the whole family that they can share for generations. Just have on the coffee table, people flip through it, and you can tell them the story about how you and your mom did this for years. It's, it's a cool gift. So give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift that you'll both cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Wookiee. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash Wookiee with two E's to save $10 on your first purchase, storyworth.com slash Wookiee. And we want to thank Coinbase for sponsoring this episode. If you've ever been following the cryptocurrency craze, now is the time to start getting involved. Coinbase makes it easy and quick to start your own portfolio and to learn to trade like a pro. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management, protection, learning resources, and a mobile app, mobile app, mobile app, so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. And for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash Wookiee. Sign up at coinbase.com slash Wookiee for $10 in free Bitcoin. This is an offer for a limited time only. So be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash Wookiee. All right, Tommy, let's remind ourselves of the epic line 
in Darth Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi's duel on the Death Star in Star Wars A New Hope, 1977. He says, I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. We meet at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but a learner, but now I am the master. Yes. And then Obi-Wan says, only a master of evil, Darth. And I like how he calls him Darth in that moment. Like, George Lucas clearly did not imagine yes. that as a title. He imagined that as his first name. Uh, so it's just one of these little things from the first Star Wars. It's like, yes, please never change that. It's just such a great way to talk to him. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of Star Wars uh, fans right now screaming at me like, that's a completely reasonable thing to, for a Jedi to call a Sith. I just like it. I'm not criticizing yeah, anything. Yeah. I think it's fun. I love it. It's okay to like. Now, it's also okay to dislike. Yeah. We're not going to judge what your opinions are. Whatever. But Tommy, I, will, I wanted to ask you, now that we're looking at an Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we know that he and Darth Vader are going to have a rematch in this series, what do you think Darth Vader meant by, when I left you, I was but a learner, now I am the master? I think this was a huge miscommunication between two old friends that had had a lot of conflict. I think what Darth Vader was trying to tell Obi-Wan is that he finally finished his master's degree. And now he has a postgrad. And he's saying, like, when I left you, I was floundering through my undergrad. You know, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to major in. Because here I was <laughs> saying I was majoring in Jedi. Over there having a baby. Two of them, as a matter of fact. With Natalie Portman. I didn't know what I wanted to be. Maybe I wanted to be a daddy. But now I'm a master. A Sith master. And I think it was meant to entice a, a cash gift. A graduation present. But unfortunately, those are, well, if you go through and read Lucas's early drafts, there's a lot of undergrad and postgrad subplots. <laughs> he clearly had an agenda against the American college system and, and student loans. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, uh -huh. I think, I think that, um, I think that we can interpret this two ways. I'm choosing to interpret it the literal way, which is that when he means, when he's saying I left you, it doesn't mean the last time he saw him. He means it is when I left you and was no longer your apprentice or was no longer learning from you, I still was not a complete whatever, Sith or at that point Jedi. I was incomplete. But now I am at the top of my game. I am the master. I am the Sith master. There is no one better at this than me. I I am superior to you now. My training is complete. I think that's what he means. I think it's just a, it can be literally interpreted. How about you? Um, I think it's a completely valid way to interpret it. I choose the metaphorical path. Um, but but so the way I see this is there are now three implicit questions with this question. Uh, when I left you, so when did he really leave him now? Uh, I was but a learner. So what does it mean? What did he mean by but a learner? And when he says, now I am the master. So what happened since that other fight to make Darth Vader a master? How did he recover from that? And what other experiences did he go through on his own after this rematch with Obi-Wan Kenobi to make him now a master? Was it just he killed enough of those rebel soldiers on the way to the Tantive Four? He's like, oh, oh, that's my fifth one in a row. I got a streak. I'm a master now. I So I think... Addressing those questions one by one, I think now, uh, after Revenge of the Sith, many of us assumed, oh, when I left you, it, but Revenge of the Sith, it was Obi-Wan who left him. So I think that tells us about this rematch duel, it's going to be Vader who walks away from it, and it's Obi-Wan who's left limping. Um, so I think Vader's going to come out on top there. But he still considered himself a learner there. So I think the nature of that fight is going to be uh, a relationship between teacher and pupil. I think Obi-Wan's still going to be schooling him in that fight. It says, look, look at your feet placement right now. Look at your feet. 
Yeah. What if I told you about your breathing? You can't even breathe right now. You need I a like machine it. to do your breathing breathing. Like, imagine Obi-Wan just taunting his student, just being such an asshole to him. Like, I, I think, like, uh, uh, the arc for Vader is to still learn how to, like, work through this weird new body that he has. And that's going to be the learning process. It's still learn how to use the Force to empower every new component of him. And then lastly, now I am the master. I think the threat there is that, uh, like, oh, look, yeah. he, technically, right. in the Sith duo relationship that he right. has with Palpatine, if right. he said that in front of Palpatine, Palpatine would be super threatened mm -hmm. because Palpatine is the master. Like, for an apprentice is to say, now he is the master, even when he's using it to taunt, her, taunt his former master, that would be something that like, Palpatine <laughs> would be like, whoa, 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 wait. Uh, the the pop calling from the bleachers like, hey, 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 who taught you how to swing the bat, huh? Who taught you? Your old man did. I can drink in public. Shut up. Yeah. I could have had, I could have had a Yankee. I could have had a Yankee. I could have had a Yankee. <laughs> no, but I think that what it is is it's a threat to, to Obi-Wan in that moment. Like, not only am I more powerful than you, old man, I'm willing to call myself a master, even though I have the scariest master in the world who could be listening in on this conversation right now. So I think the implication of it is that I am no longer really that afraid of Palpatine. So that's why you need to be afraid of me, is I think I, think I can take him. I think I can take Palpatine. And indeed, he later does. Well, and isn't that, isn't that very long the thought process of Anakin Skywalker? That's a much more Anakin thought than a Vader thought of like, yeah, I'm better than this guy. Like, Anakin's whole life, he was like, I can do this way ahead of when he should have been able to do it. So, I like it. Well, I hope that line gets referenced in some way. I assume it will be. You gotta imagine, uh, the team at Lucasfilm made an entire movie out of, like, uh, like one sentence in Brian De Palma's opening uh, scrawl from A New Hope. If they could do that, they're gonna, they're gonna make a meal out of this awesome line from A New Hope in, in this show. So I can't wait to see it come up. Tommy and I are gonna lose our minds when that comes up. Uh, but that is it for this week's episode of WikiLeaks. Again, don't forget to check out our many great merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow New Rockstars and uh, subscribe to WikiLeaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, guys.